So episode two, once again, going back to this hot seat that we've established, we wanted to bring in somebody that could give a little bit of insight into the guests that we were that we were interviewing. So I invited my friend Clay Winder, who runs the Red Sign team, over to shoot with us. And he said, okay, hey, can I bring my director of sales, Cody Thorpe? And I said, absolutely. So what we did is it's a little bit longer of an episode. I think it ended up being the longest one that we've done so far, but we kind of split halfway through and we get to get a different take on the red sign team and what the process looks like for a buyer or a seller. And and I'm super, super impressed with what they have built over there. Uh, Cody absolutely brings it. And I think is kind of clay's boots on the ground, right? The, the dude that's actually implementing things and and having to see trends and having to notice what's going on in a marketplace. And so we had a great time. Uh, Clay shared a story with me that I didn't know uh, had happened that has to do with edge homes and where we got our start and what I think will make us very, very good at navigating a slower market. Um, there was just, there was a lot of detail and a lot of different things. We go super, super deep on a lot of different, uh, topics about how businesses should be set up and how real estate agents can create value for clients. And it was a really, really good episode. I'm looking forward to you guys hearing it. Here we go. What got you, what made you want to start shooting or doing real estate? Yeah. Yeah. It was you 21 getting started. UVU student laying tile, getting started right before, uh, everything's about to hit the fan. Just down the middle. We're super official around here. Right. You can go live on TikTok from there too if you want. No, investing is what got me into real estate, and most people do get into real estate. What were, why were like you investing. laying tile? Was Construction that, job. I had okay. to make money somehow. So you, yeah, so you were around it, right? You you just realized like that y- yeah, you might be really. on the wrong end of it. No, I had an, I had an uncle that uh, he was really wise. When I was going to UVU, his son, my cousin, my best friend, when we were looking for housing just for college, he threw out the idea and he, he's kind of my rich dad. I, I use rich dad, poor dad a lot yeah. as a parable. He was just a great book. If you haven't read one and you're getting into real estate, start it. Every 17 year old yeah. needs to read rich dad, poor dad, and think you go rich and how to win friends and influence people. Those are the three, three yeah. staples in my opinion, everyone's got to have. And I had read rich dad, poor dad. So I have this uncle that says, Hey, instead of like renting student housing, do you guys want to buy a condo? I'll co-sign with you. We're like, we don't even know what, that, what a condo is, but okay, like, sure, we'll figure it out. And we did it, and that's, that lit a fire on, you know, under me because then he also said, hey, I've got this other condo. It just got trashed. If you help me fix it up and we, and we sell it, I'll, I'll, I'll pay you for it and do some profit. And then when we did that, he said, hey, what do you want What were you studying in school at the time? Um, at that point, film. I want to go to Hollywood. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that that uh, that's still okay. going to happen, by the way. But instead of a director, I'm going to be the money. I'm going to be an executive there you go. producer. That's I'm why he fund is it. the one take clay. One take I, clay. Yeah. I always tell my wife, she's like, "Are you ever going to go back and get your college degree?" And I'm like, "No, but at some point, I'll give enough money that they'll give me a degree." Like, right? Yeah, <laughs> like a Taylor Swift style. Yeah, like the honorary degree. Yeah, like you can get you can buy an honorary degree. <laughs> no, don't get don't it twisted. Don't you dare do that, right? dude! I went back to school just two years. I got oh, my master's in real estate development. Don't tell me that because I'm so Night confident. Classes. Oh. No, that's it's that's a different dynamic, but there's that's 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 a whole rabbit trail. So, yeah, investing it, it got me hooked. But honestly, when I was doing investing at UVU, they had a class. It was like real estate. I'm like, oh, I'll yeah. take that. That satisfied my 120 hours. Oh, so by the end, well. it was like, hey, by the way, you may as well take the test. So when I started to like think about that, I thought I'm gonna go learn about what it's like to be a realtor. What's the lifestyle about being being a realtor. And I realized real quick, one of the greatest benefits of having a real estate license is because you're out prospecting for clients, you're also finding the best deals first. Yeah. And there, and, and which has absolutely been a lot of the case you know, over my career. And, but yeah, I did you guys fall have in love with been, I, I mean, in those first couple of deals that you threw my way, I think one of them was a personal purchase for you, mm-hmm. right? Like I, just cause you guys are actively investing in the market too. Yep. 
Yep. And that's what got you started. So what is it, what are you guys counseling some of your first year agents on right now then to help consumers, right? And I think what this will, will help people understand is this is who is in their DNA. Like these guys that we're interviewing, like this is what is important to them. And that's what they're teaching their first year agents, right? Yeah. First year agents need to learn to become experts. And what that means is be, be truly uh, hyper local is the term I like to use because there's a big difference between Alpine uh, real estate market and yep. the vineyard, you know, real yeah. estate market. So get hyper local, understand those things. And probably the biggest thing for all agents is uh, all new agents is know what you know, but more importantly, know what you don't know. And uh, admit that you don't know. Admit it. that yep. you don't know. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with yep. saying, Hey, Mr. And Mrs. Client buyer seller. That's a wonderful question. Let me take it back to my team. Let me take it back to Cody, my director of sales. Let us get that answer and get back to you. Do you guys, uh, you guys obviously know Jackson Ogden. For that sure. was what, He was one of my first managers at First Colony Mortgage. And that was something that he told me that like I live my life by now is that you are going to make mistakes. Don't make the same one twice. Perfect. And and own up to it and eat it and then don't make that mistake again. And that was like, I, he probably doesn't even remember saying it because he yelled at me a lot back then. But like that was, but it was really, really good advice for a young kid that just wanted to go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then, sure. I, and this is, this actually segues perfectly because part of, I, I love what you said about being hyper-localized. Where'd my phone go? Jonah? Jonah? There it is. It fell down. We got it. Part of it's being hyper-localized. I got hit with a new loan program today from Mountain America Credit yeah, what Union you got? that I want your take on because I think that this is huge. Okay. Now these are loose terms. I am not a loan officer. We're not discussing loan payments. Did I cover my ass there enough? Yeah, get the disclaimer in there. Probably not. Yeah. What's funny though, before you even say you have, in the last three weeks, I've had so many people come up to me and say, hey, did you hear about this new 2-1 buy down? Or have you heard about this? Ra-? So many of these programs have always existed. Yep. This it's hasn't. Really, this is new. Like I, I saw this and I was like, okay, this is. Well, I'm curious to hear what it is. This is like, that's part Utah of housing stocks get $25,000. Because I saw that yesterday too. First All time, right. this is a first time home buyer loan. Okay, and I'm going to just run through this and then we'll talk through it. Okay. First time home buyer loan. So you haven't purchased a house within the last three years. A minimum FICO score of 660. No max income restrictions. No property location restrictions. 100% financing. No PMI. Once again, 100% financing. No PMI. A max loan amount of 582, 480. So for those of you guys that are listening, my average purchase price last year across about 100 to 110 transactions, Utah, Salt Lake County was 550. So this will fit what I would say is like the average purchase price and less um, in Utah. Um, a 30-year fix today would be 6.125% or they're also offering a 7-1 arm, right? So a seven-year adjustable rate mortgage uh, at 5.375%. And this is the kicker. I New say, today let's get to the fine exclusive. I'm, I'm, I'm a broker. I go right to the fine print on all these things. So 40-year <laughs> amortization. Okay. So it's a 40-year loan. So the payment difference is this. On a $400,000 purchase price, traditionally, 30-year loan, uh, 5% down. Or let's see. This is just a four, yeah, $400,000 purchase price. So this is not FHA? Price. This is conventional? This is, this is a separate program specific to, this, to the is credit there, union. And is there two loans involved? No. You said 0%. 0 0%. 0 or, uh, 100%. No, 100%, 100% down. Yeah, 100% financing. As far as I can tell, it's one loan. It is Utah just, Housing is a 100% loan too, but correct. remember there's always two. There's got two the, loans and you have the mm -hmm. debt to income or you have uh, PMI on yep. it. Yep. And, right, which and is, there's income restrictions and there's purchase uh, prices. Correct. Family. Because like, it's FHA. Yep. There's a whole bunch. Of, and this doesn't have any of that from as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. um, so the difference on a monthly payment with a 30-year 30 uh, year loan, Versus the 40-year uh, amortization rate on that 7-1 adjustable, it's about a $500 monthly savings. 
That's awesome. So now the theory is going to be you do a 40 year until interest rates go back down and you can catch them for a blip, refi into a 30 year. And I think that you're off to the races. Me and Cody literally two weeks ago said, I bet we see 40 year mortgages. Yeah, we, we literally had that conversation. Cause I think I look at, if you look at uh, water ski boats, I've looked yeah. at water ski boats consistently for the last 10 yeah. years. Go look at the loan options on a water ski boat. <laughs> They're like 20, 25 years. Yeah. Somebody just you hit can mo- almost get a, you, you can, can get a 12 get year, a- 12 year razor payment now. 12 <laughs> yeah. year razor loan. So when we get to yeah. the point where with inflation and prices go up, it's just where does financing come in and how creative does it get? So am I surprised by a 40 year amortized loan? No, we had, we had that conversation a couple weeks ago. When, when does somebody come out with it? Yeah. So it was only a matter of time. Can we just say God bless America for a God second? Bless. No, I'm serious. I love I, capitalism. I, I do business in, <laughs> this in, is capitalism. In, in, in Argentina. I have a, I have a Keller Williams, yep. uh, uh uh, uh, interest down there and they don't have the mortgages that America has. And as much as people say, Oh, America has so much debt, we're trillions of dollars. And like the whole thing here, remember, first of all, we were founded in debt. That's kind of how we beat the yep. British, right? We That's, had John we, Adams we over in Europe it. raising funds and yep. getting loans to, to, to fund the war. But it's moments like this that remind me that one of the reasons America has done well is because we have mastered the art of lending and leverage. And so uh, a poor kid like me from West Valley that, you know, like never, I was laying tile when I got into real estate. I bought my first property, but to be able to have, hey, an uncle co-sign with me and all of a sudden I'm buying, you know, a condo and I'm yeah. owning real estate at 21 years old, which right now, all you young guys, like <laughs> tons of 20 year olds got properties this yeah. year. Like they're, it's, it's pretty incredible. And so to hear this and people panic, you know, rates went up this and that. And it's one of those, like, just give it a minute because somebody we will know figure lending. something out. And do you know how many things have popped out in the last, like this week alone, we have like perfected the two one buy down arms are back. Now you're telling me 40 years. Yep. Guess what? We know how to lend and we are good at it. Well, so <laughs> this just, and I, I kind of want to get your feedback on this from uh like this is a crystal ball moment. So if this doesn't, if this doesn't go the way I, I kind of want predictions though, cause that's kind of talking to the best of the best. I think it, it really does. It's more of a collaboration, right? And, and I think that this will help us kind of answer the question of what happens to the purchase prices right now, right? We've seen massive amounts of appreciation year over year for two years in a row right now. And I think because of that, I think because of that and everything that's happened for the last two years, combine that with everybody's memory right now is on 2008 when we lost values almost 30 to 35%, right? In a two year span, right before Clay got licensed, right? So you have no, that. I, was happen- I rode that. I you, was 2007. You were, yeah, you were in it. So yeah. I was at the peak and I wrote So that. you wrote it down and, and you watched housing values just drop day after day after day for about two years. And that's kind of what everybody's waiting for right now, right? Is for purchase prices to start coming down based on where they have been for the last two years. Now, I think it's going to be very market driven and very market specific at a localized level. But but the no, question, uh, you think it's just across the board. So like, this is my question, right? <laughs> is that the question is, is what happens to purchase prices now? That just changed affordability. And this is the first program that I'm hearing of, but I bet you within six months, a 40 year mortgage, there's a, the majority of, uh, of banks and credit unions and whatnot will have a version of this, right? What happens to purchase prices though, with, with understanding that that 40 year, what does that do to the purchase price market? It, it it's, it's a life jacket. It's, it's exactly what it is. It, it's a life jacket for sure. What, like, I'm a pretty optimistic person and I've been accused of being too pessimistic about things over the last couple of weeks. And so I do kind of have to curb my tongue cause I don't have a crystal ball. But when people are like, do you think purchase prices are going to go down? I've got news for you. They already have. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. I've got a bunch of listings right now. As a team, we're at like, yep. we have like 40 active listings right now. Well, guess what? We've done price reductions on most of them. Yeah. 
Like if they haven't already had their multiple offers and granted, we've got to price better and we are teaching. That's like the number one class right now is pricing several months ago. Pricing uh, hasn't mattered for two years. Yeah, I, I was going to say a lot of it goes back to the conversation. Like we just have been in a market that is totally, totally yeah. anomaly. Like this uh -huh. is not normal. It's not healthy. We can't sustain that. The fact that 3% interest rates were not talked about more. Right. That was they got some attention. But if you look at the majority of real estate attention was at how quickly prices were going up. Nobody was talking about that. It was because it was a two point seven five percent interest rate mm -hmm. that should not exist ever. For investors. That's too. what I'm, I'm an investor. Had, with I closed on investment something. properties. Yes. At three <laughs> percent that yep. like I will never sell now I because that money was so cheap to borrow. Right. Like that. Nobody was talking about it. The, the, people were. But it was definitely secondary to what prices were doing. Right. And, and that's what's getting hit hardest. But it's once again, because of what interest rates have done. Yep. And the demand was there. And so it was just still is the, there. Yes, yeah, it still it still is there. The demand was there where, where things were moving so fast. And so for price point, we talk about that whole idea where you just threw it on there, just throw it on that muscle, it'll sell. It's going to sell for more than whatever you put exactly. it for 30, anyway. 40, 50 yes. offers. I mean, we had, we had the mark. It was kind of one of those put it out there and the market will tell you what it's worth. Exactly. Where the now we're looking at, we've got to get very dialed in on numbers. You have to be the expert. You've got to price things correctly. Well, there's almost like I was talking to another agent about this. You almost have to price it correctly that if somebody comes in and offers you a little bit low, because they're almost expecting that right now. Right. So you have to. Uh, it's just a weird time to price well, stuff out. Well, and concessions. I have an appointment this afternoon that I'm that I'm going on with uh, a widow. She's she's downsizing. She's selling her property. And in preparation for the call, she said, hey, I'm sh I'm sure I'll just have multiple offers. And I said, before I actually even come out, can we just talk about that for a second? And I let's talked about the, let's the, talk about the reality yeah, of the, the market, market change. Right and she said, oh, yeah, well, I was probably just going to go like throw it on KSL. I said, no, you need me to come out. Let's dive into the market data. And, and I'm really grateful that she was open to it. She, she respected, you know, that I, I do this for a living and, and really eat and drink the, the market data. But I reminded her, I said, Hey, in preparation for when you come out, you, I, I want you to understand that lending matters. And right now we've had a bucket of cold water dumped on the market and it's got all of our buyers paralyzed. And the reason we're paralyzed is we are a society that really does function based on monthly payment. And so we need to be prepared that that we might need to address that even as a seller on how do we make your listing more attractive to other listings in terms of monthly payment because that's what's paralyzed the market. She that's said, what I, drives most people's purchases that's what drives too, most monthly people. payment. And she said, well, what do, what do you even mean? What does that mean for me? I'm not a lender. I'm, and I said, it simply means that you'll accommodate some, some, some lender incentives in terms of some of these programs. So be prepared that we'll want to offer some concessions most likely so that somebody, so I can say as, as a realtor say, hey, you buy this listing, the seller's going to help you do a rate buy down or a two one buy down only a seller can fund that or heck like knowing some of these lending programs is going to help people really you know understand the the value in, in not just your home but how do i pay for that home yeah and that's that's what has been so easy for the last two years that was driving this demand right mm -hmm. uh we got five minutes left on your portion do you have a story for me is that what you said yeah, it's funny. I uh, when I first well, you go back to like my origin story, right? Two thousand seven, which which will go down in the history uh, of the most impactful year in humanity. And you and you guys are rolling your eyes at me, uh, but two thousand seven, yes, I got licensed January third. Uh, but the iPhone came out that year. Cloud computing came out that year, and then what was born in two thousand seven? You remember? COVID nineteen. <laughs> AI. <laughs> AI. 
AI was born in 2007, but something else happened in 2007. It was about the end of 2007. There's a capital group uh, here in Utah County that said, hey, we are in a very interesting position. The market's tanking. We have a ton of capital. There's some builders and developers going out of business. We want to buy them and create a builder. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to go interview with this capital group to to become like the broker that helps build this company. I'm like 20, I'm 22 at that point. I'm 22 years old. I was a hustler, no doubt, but I really wasn't that. You were in over your head a little bit. I was in over my head. And so I took a kind of a more experienced broker with me, but I got in the room with those guys and I tried to, I I taught them about this new company called Facebook that Mark Zuckerberg had just (laughs) created. I kid you not. And they didn't know what it was. So I told them, Hey, Facebook's the future. You got to sell homes over, over this new social media platform. They're like social media. What? Anyway, I thought the interview went fine, but I was young and naive and I knew it was kind of a Hail Mary. I didn't win that capital group. Your dad did. Oh, so your dad competed against with me. Blue Diamond. It was Blue Diamond. I don't Back know if I in should the say day. their name. Oh, I think it's fine. And so a it's few weeks later, now. they said, hey, Clay, we really appreciate you. You seem like a great kid. I was a kid at the time. Was this Mike? But we've got a more, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we've got a more uh, established broker in the community that has a track record and he's also a hustler. Uh, we're going to engage with him and, and. And I think if you're going to lose to anybody years, it, on that front specifically, my it, dad's it, probably a damn good person for you to well, come the and minute, the to, minute to they, lose, right? Yeah, the minute they told him, like, oh, that's like the Steve Maddox. Like, yeah. Well, okay, like, cool. But but that's my 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 claim to fame is this one time I, com- I competed with a... Well, and that was, <laughs> that was such a for- unique group but that was part of like that was what allowed us to kind of slingshot out of 2010 2011 when the market did come back was everything that we were doing in that 2008 and 2009 and it was a very unique group where this capital company came in and just said hey we'll help fund because banks were you go back to lending right well then it was fun those first couple of years because here i'm an outside agent but i had kind of met the group and and to so kind, you of kind of rally, see what was being worked on in the background totally and it, and they were grinders and everyone respected it because it was like man when all the big boys were getting out of the business all I mean, the trophy all the national companies business, right all like, the national companies and all the people that had been dominating in utah for years and years this and that and so to see this like utah county money and utah county locals say hey we're going to start a building. I think you probably sold what 20 homes the first probably like 20 to 40 started I really think. really small but then like it grew and there were a lot of us that were that were so grateful because it was creating product for us to sell it was kind of the new builder but it was fun like those were kind of the recession was a fun fun time because yeah. we all cut our teeth and we all grew and so now in the in hindsight it's like a lot of the big companies that exist right now locally were born in those days big builders big, big brokerages I think a lot of the like ones us. that you see that are going to survive are the ones that still have that in their DNA, right? 100%. Bring on the shift, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm happy. I'll start teaching short sale classes or whatever we need to do. Yep. You better believe I've I, already, months ago, I knew this was happening. My uh, REO applications to all the big banks is already done. Yeah. I want to be, I'll be the foreclosure uh, king of the king of Utah County before anybody else Do you think we'll does. see that many foreclosures though? No, I don't. This is, it, what, this is what's different than 2008. You, you lost a ton of value in 2008, but what happens now is that it is still significantly cheaper, right? We, we went through this in that meeting last week. Purchase prices would have to come down to somewhere in the mid fours based on what my average was last year. So 550 average purchase price, they'd have to come down to about 420, with today's interest yeah, you're rates talking 30%. for the monthly payment to have to be the same. 30% has happened one time. Mm-hmm. 2007, 2008, right. 2009. Yeah, you gotta remember out of the last 
and you can fact check me on this, but I lost several, several recessions. It's like seven or eight recessions. Home values have only gone down about half. Yeah. Like recessions don't always mean home values. But we, we're we scarred. Out we're scarred though. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Well, and, and, and again, it's not because home values come down that always cause foreclosures. Sometimes you get people that are just over leveraged and then life happens, right? Yeah. Death, divorce, bankruptcy, things happen and then they're in a pickle and, and, uh, you know, the house is an issue. Okay, so for the first time ever on the Who's Your Agent podcast, we're going to do some tag teaming. We're going to split it real quick. We're going to switch seats. Okay, let's do it. Boom. Put Cody in the hot seat. You ready? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. State your name for the record. Cody Thorup. And your role with the man that we just had in your seat is what? Uh, director of sales. So what, is that, what does that look like specifically for Clay? So for for Clay, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll speak for him a little bit. I mean, Clay just is the agent. You know, he's okay. been in the business since '07. He just is the man. He uh, cranks through his 7,500 deals every year. He's the one that everybody wants to be when they grow up. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so, you're the one that's tasked with getting people to that level. Yeah. So we talk about first year agents. We talk about growing. We talk about what does it take to be a Clay Winder, uh, and that's where I come in. How long have you been in real estate? So I've had my license for coming up on eight years. Okay. So Cody was a client. Ooh, he swindled you. So what was that? Let's, this is the, this is the first time that we're going to actually get to see some real time feedback here. So Clay, sorry if this hurts your feelings. What was it like being a client of this, right? Cause ultimately that's the purpose of the show is I want you guys to be able to post <laughs> stuff online and get hired by buyers or sellers or something like that. That's watching. So what was it like to go through that process with Clay? Because, and because this is why it's so important, I think, because this is what the process still looks like today. Now you just have Cody being a big part of the implementation of it, right? Yep. Yep. So yeah, if we go back, uh, when we talk about loyalty, I think that's something when I think about red sign, uh, team clay and Johnny, uh, loyalty is big. Okay. So um, now that we got that part over that you have to say, let's talk through what yeah, it was yeah, actually you <laughs> clay's looking over there, like on the office where he's like, <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> Do I need to leave the room? <laughs> well, so, so this is, this is, I guess, but like, part what, what was it that left you that you're like, holy shit that was that was different like what made you completely change like with most of the time when people buy a house they don't like okay i'm gonna go get my license and i'm gonna devote my life to this right yep well yeah and i guess maybe i'll fast uh or, or, or backtrack a little bit to talk about a little bit my background and where i came from uh so i grew up west valley as well um do you guys bit. know each other growing up no, but we're West Valley hood rats. Kay. Yeah, so family. He's, he's Clay's a little bit older than me. Uh, I'm closer, more closer in age to you. How old are you? Uh, I just turned thirty in April. Okay. Uh, so I turned thirty next April, and I'm, I'm afraid. I know. It's I a know weird the big one. three zero. I know, just crazy. So we're knew a lot of his family. Um, I've got a background in third generation construction uh, out of West okay. out of West Valley. So grandpa started a company. Dad did it. Uh, I helped run a company doing that for for a good ten years, good decade. Had my license, was flipping houses on the side, uh, had my hand in real estate, just always been something that just as, was attracting. Uh, and oddly enough, I got my license because I had that, uh, you know, I wanted to go flip houses. I thought, well, why the heck would I pay another agent to do this? Why don't I just save myself the money yeah. and get my license? And So you didn't see the value of real estate agents is what it sounds like. No, 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 hey, no. Hey. I just... Neither did I. You got to remember, my first home sale, I was a for sale by owner, and I sold my uncle's condo as yeah. a for sale by owner because I didn't know what an agent even did. Yeah, and I, I think we that the risk that you take by not having somebody that's actively in it, the risk that you're taking on yourself is not understanding where the current market is, which when we're not joking, Clay, how much do you think you, you've said prices have already shifted? What would you say is a dollar amount is the average listing come down? Uh, just on the on the couple that you guys had price changes on last month you were talking about. 
Yeah, it's probably two or three percent. So it's fifteen grand. So you're talking about a fifteen thousand dollars swing in the course of forty five days. That's what you're risking. Like, let's just asterisk this. I'm not saying that home values have gone down. If anything, I'm saying list prices where we thought things were trending, we were still being a little aggressive. Yeah, as as sellers. Well, I think that that would be an easy reality check. Is about fifteen grand. And and that's a correction that you're going to completely miss if you're not doing these listings every daily, right? And that's so like there are definitely you guys. I don't care who's listening to this. I will always say it. are definitely portions of this job as a real estate agent that you can do on your own but there are also portions of it that you can either make that 15 grand or you can lose that 15 grand and that's why i advocate for real estate agents that know what they're doing well and that 45 day case study right there is exactly what it is and frankly enough like i had my license i was flipping houses but it was all personal purchases but you also understood construction you also understood a lot of things going into exactly but when i had a client reach out or a friend or family said hey will you help me sell my house the answer a lot of times that was like no but i do know a great agent in Clay Winder and the Red Side team, and I would refer things out because I, most of my business came from construction. Like that was my bread and butter. Yeah. And so for me to, could I go out and do it? Yeah. But I think for me, it's a mentality of I want to be the best at my craft. So what what was it about that transaction that kind of made you want to switch? Um, eventually, I'm asking the hard questions. Eventually, join Red Side team. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Uh, it kind of got you out of what you were doing, which is a great business for a lot of people, right? Yep. So oddly enough, after 10 years, it just came a point in time where that uh, that ultimately was the goal. Johnny and Clay first recruited me right after I got my license. 22-year-old, sat down with them, uh, helped buy the first purchase when I was when I was in between, just getting ready to take the, the, the test. They helped me structure my first deal, put, put it under contract for my first flip. And sitting down with Johnny and Clay, it was that time where Johnny was in that CEO role yeah. of, of the brokerage. Clay was just pumping out Clay his was deals. in the day-to-day. Yep. And a lot of it, and then why I didn't make the switch was because, one, I was I was making tons of money. We were I was working up in North Dakota, pouring in oil fields. Like, I mean, there was just money everywhere. So as a 22-year-old, hindsight's 2020. when I look back, like the potential in real estate and what you can go accomplish is it, there's just no ceiling. And so fast forward to now, when I had the thought of getting out and getting into real estate full time, sitting down with Clay and Johnny and looking at where they had come in, you know, a six, seven year period was just mind blowing. You know, what do you got- attribute that to now that you know them right now? Everybody is always going to ask Clay and Johnny and I've been in the rooms. I've been following you guys for years. So, and I, I feel like I, I've always been able to pick up a phone and call you guys and, and figure out what makes them great. But from your perspective, what would you say that they do that makes them great? Cause whatever, whatever the answer is that Cody gives here is what makes them a great option for a consumer. I'm leaving the room. Yep. No, stop. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. No, you're fine. Sit down. No, this is, co- this I is, no, this is I, I they, this is completely no, and, I, yeah. and, I, and I'm straightforward as they come. Yeah. So like, w- whether Clay's and Johnny's sitting in here, I mean, that's why I'm in the role that I am because they fully trust. No, that's me right. And, this and is a very unique opportunity where you can have the person that I would say is closest to you professionally, right? Probably the person that you lean on for making sure that a big part of your vision gets executed. This is this is this is a very unique perspective because this is what makes the Red Sign team electric. I think, right? Oh, it does. It does. And I think the mentality. And this is also what your job is every day, I would say. Yeah. As a director of sales. For me, the biggest thing that describes uh, or really caught my attention when I look at it, it's consistency. Okay. It's consistent. And, and in this industry, people are not consistent. No. No, you can't rely on people. It's their great one minute and not great the other. For me, when I look back, they've got to where they're at because they're consistent. And they're consistent on a day-to-day basis. And that 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 feeling that consistency brings in a purchase or in a sale, in a transaction like this, what does that feel like for a buyer or a seller? It makes it very comfortable. It makes it very comfortable. I know 
every step of the way that they're going to be there. They're going to guide me through the process. Uh, I'm not going to be left behind. That's why the team aspect is so cool because you just have, you know, multiple people to help you guide you through start to finish. And so on the consumer, when you want to be sold on something, you want that salesman mentality, but you also want to feel comfortable through that process. Buying a home is your biggest investment you're going to make. And hopefully as a team, you know, when we talk about that whole car salesman and where do real estate agents lie on that list, they lie low because a lot of the mentality with an agent is the commission breath. You know, it's not, we, as a team, we pride ourselves on having the conversation of, is it possible to keep this home as a rental before we ever sell? Can we continue to build your wealth through real estate? That's our goal as a red sign team. That's our goal in life is to look back and ultimately say, where have we come as a whole? How have we been able to impact other people's lives through selling real estate? Because it's the relationships that matters. That's what's most important is growing those relationships. So when we talk about returning clients and always coming back to red sign team, it's because that's what we provide is the consistency in that. And they know at the end of the day, that's where they that's know what the transaction is going to look like. They know what it's going to feel like. They know what it's going to be, which yep. is, which is an impossible feeling at times to give real estate. And I think it's very interesting that clay talks about losing to my dad. I think that that's what my dad has come in and created from a builder standpoint of it's a consistent product, right? You are building a new construction home, which has a ton of variables, but there is a certain level that you are going to always have when you buy an edge home, right? There's a consistency there. There's like a certain feeling that you have. People will walk in that I do all of your floor plans, all of your two-story floor plans have this two-story great room. Yes. Why? Because of the feeling that that gives throughout the entire process of having an open feeling in a house, right? Like that consistency, I think is, is something that separates the good from the great. So what that kind of leads me to my next question. We're kind of going very specific to like real estate agents, but why, why do you think real estate agents struggle with consistency as much as they do? I think, in, and definitely when we talk about, you know, everyone knows that real estate agents get into it. It's the glam and the, uh, it, you just they're not you're getting come. into real estate for the consistency of it, <laughs> right? That's not, that's not, that's not what people look at real estate and they're like, I'm going to be a real estate agent for the consistency. Oh, always because it looks like easy money. Yeah. I can hashtag be my own boss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. In the last two years, that was, that's why so many people have got into it because oh, man, you just, someone throws a for sale sign up, you got 50 offers, yeah. it sells for a hundred thousand dollars over a list. And you just think you're the man in the neighborhood. Yeah. You're, you're posting pictures of how you're setting the record in the neighborhood, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's not reality like reality getting into real estate is building a business it's being consistent and that takes time but it also is a work ethic so when we talk about why does kw just is a model that pumps out a ton of rock stars it's because one it's training at a high level we want to pride ourselves on being the best the experts so we've got to train at a high level but then also we've got to come and we've got to show up daily you guys have to be consistent before you can preach it yeah exactly right? yep so uh, anything to add to that clay no. You're good with that? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he being quiet now? You know him better than hey, I this do. Is Cody's mo this is Cody's moment. Yeah. This is, yeah. How has that been implementing that for you? Um, and, 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 and how has it changed your business? Yeah, I think, I think for me, um, it's one thing I truly enjoy and love about life is connecting with people. So having conversations like... I, I didn't know you before, you know, this is day one. Got, so this is day yeah. one. But for me, it's, it's neat to sit down with people and figure out what their story is. Where did you come from? And in that leadership role too, for me, the things I, I just truly enjoy in life is helping people get to that next level. What can I do in my role to, uh, to move the needle every day for you? And how do we go out and accomplish you and your family's goals? And the vehicle really is for us, it is real estate. It's being an agent, it's selling and it's helping people accomplish those goals, client basis. For us as a team, 
uh, for agents. It's how we do that on a consistent basis for our agents. And what uh, what can we provide as a team? Johnny and Clay have been great examples. They have built tremendous wealth over the years, again, being consistent by showing up every day, lead generating, making the phone calls, doing the things that agents don't love to do. And that's the biggest thing is how do you get agents to do those things that they just don't love to do? Yeah, so how, how, how do you do that? Because there's a lot of... I think what buyers or sellers are going to hear from that is that there's a lot of parts of this job that real estate agents don't like to do, which I think is very, very true. And I think the people that get really, really good in this industry are the people that figure out how to, to acknowledge those weaknesses that they have and, and, and sure them up. Right. Whether that's like, for me, I suck at paperwork. Edge has transaction coordinators, but I, I went out and hired my own specific to the paperwork so that if I'm sitting in here in a meeting like this, that part still happens. Right. Like I, that, that is something that needs to be done, I think, by every agent. And it's tough to kind of see what those weaknesses are at the beginning, right? Yeah. But, but yep. yeah. And you would say, though, your lead generating activities, that doesn't ever change. This is my lead gen. Yeah. Right. Like this is, that's how like specific. And I think that this is the biggest piece of advice that I would give to any agents right now is that you need to get very, very specific on who your demographic is, who your target market is. I, that That's all that this is, right? That's all 100%. that these conversations you are. With, go do it. Like that's the yeah. answer to your question. Ultimately yep. is most agents think that they're in the real estate business and forget that they're in the consulting and lead generation business. And so I, on a regular basis, I have agents that come to me uh, from all different companies that just say, Hey, just like, help me out. You've been in the business a long time. Uh, business is really sucky right now. Like, how do I fix that? I usually can, can ask one question. That's how many conversations did you have this week with people about real estate, about a transaction? And most of them that are having really crappy business <laughs> moments, they'll say, oh shoot, I, I haven't had any, or I yeah. have very few. And it's like, well, remember like conversations come first and, and, and reaching out. And that's the uncomfortable part of this business is a lot of new agents don't realize you got to call people. You got to talk to people. You got to, you got to educate people. You got to provide value, but it is talking, talking, talking. That's like guys like you, like you are the master at talking. Like you will always have business because that's, that's what this industry is about, but it's hard. You'll get, you'll get people that say, well, I don't really like talking to people, but I love houses. Eh, go be a designer. Go, go, go flip, go, go do something yep. yeah, go, somewhere that your talents are best used. Yeah. Cause again, our product is not houses and uh -huh. I just, well, I think that I, I think the direction that conversation is going to start going, going back to what you were just barely talking about of getting to know where people are coming from for the last two years, that is probably the conversation, right? Jeff Shore calls it the four, two formula, which the big thing is, is figuring out what their current dissatisfaction is and what the future promises buyers for the last two years, buyers and sellers. It has not mattered what your current dissatisfaction was. It has not mattered where you came from. All that matters is where you're going and if you're willing to do what it takes to get into that. And so if you're an agent that's looking to try to change that narrative or change that conversation, that's where I think agents across the board for the last two years have neglected. And if you wanted to tweak whatever you were doing to start highlighting what is wrong with what people's living situation is now, that would be a very effective strategy for you to find people. So well said. You got to remember about half of all of real estate transactions were motivated because they wanted to make a change. Exactly. The other half because they had to, which means it wasn't motivated by speculating prices going up, down, rents or investors. It was because a life event mm -hmm. happened, 50%. So in a very real way, the realtor needs to diagnose uh, how do I solve that problem? What was that life event? And maybe I shouldn't call it a problem. It was a life event. Maybe they had a baby, uh, you know, death, divorce. Yeah. Like there's a lot of different. Uh, what it, and it doesn't matter what the market that. does. Those life events still happen. Still happen. I've got I've got a couple listings that are that way right now. Personally, myself, it's like life still moves on no matter the market. 
Well, I think if you're a buyer or a seller right now and are trying to figure out if right now is the right time to play the market, figure out what your motivation is for making a move within real estate. And if if you can't see yourself living in your house a year from now, two years from now, three years from like, it's time, it's time to start having that conversation one way or the other, right? Like that, if you're, if you're doing it for what you're going to, that's one conversation that's always to be had in a, in an up market in an appreciating market. But if the question is, is, is if now is a good time to move or not look and say, Am I okay here next year? Am I okay here? Like I, I feel so fortunate that my wife and I built the house that we did four years ago because we built it for where we are in life today, not for where we were at the moment, right? Like that is so important. Understanding where you're at and where you don't want to be in a year it is regardless of what happens to the market, those things don't change. Yeah. And those are, that's where we have the conversation of who's your agent. Why it, why does it matter? That, that conversation right there is why it matters. Because you've got agents out there that say, hey, I'm looking for a three-bed, two-bath, looking for this neighborhood. That's great because that's what you have in front of you now. Okay, so talk us through then because, and this is a very unique kind of an interesting question that we can't ask a ton of people. But I, you don't have to be Clay Winder to sell a house, right? There's a lot of people that are going to be hiring agents that are newer in the business, you guys work with probably more new people as far as like a training development one-on-one focus. Uh, you guys interact with these newer agents probably more than most people do. So put yourself in in a seller or a buyer standpoint. What are some of the things that you would be looking for in these new, like what what traits, what qualities have you guys seen in new people that, that they pan out and a transaction with one of these people earlier on, like how, if you're a buyer or seller, how do you hire a new agent and feel comfortable? What are some of the things you would be looking for? Yeah, I think great question. Great question. And I think, I mean, I'll reflect a little bit on myself too. I mean, yeah, I had my license for eight years, but I wasn't in it full time. I wasn't in the day to day in the weeds. Like I wasn't, you also weren't like focused on transactions, right? You were focused on your personal transactions, but not the actual process. Correct. The consumer side, the consumer side had nothing to do with it. And so like coming in, is that a worry? And like, how do I sell a buyer or seller on using me as their agent, their go-to agent? One, I think it, it comes down to uh, what's most important. Are you putting the client's uh, goals and their what they're trying to accomplish in the transaction utmost at first, you know? Yeah. And then for me in the market we've been in, are you willing to do everything possible to make it happen? And I mean everything. Uh, so for me it was, you better believe I was I was pulling lists and cold calling houses to find somebody in off-market property. Like you better believe I was pulling up in my car and knocking on doors in a neighborhood to go find my buyer client that next house, because that's what it took. And as the market has shifted, like it's, that's going to look different as we get to a more normal market and where we're headed. But again, as an agent, like, are you willing to do whatever it takes to get the, get the deal in done? In the last two years, what does that look like? Um, cause but, it's, it, it's definitely shifted, right? What you, what has made an effective real estate agent in the last two years is completely different than what it's going to be going forward. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I think between a buyer's market and a seller's market, yeah. a seller's market forever by definition. Sure. We're still in a seller's market from an inventory like standpoint. Today, no, it doesn't. It is a buyer's market. Very correct. much so. Yeah. Correct. So like, what does that look like for the agent? You've got to be the best of the best. Like you've got to be honing your skills. You've got to be eating, breathing, so are sleeping, you a fan of are you a fan of make it till you or fake it till you make it? Or, or what's the advice? Like if you don't know where to start? No, I think you, when we talk about role playing, script practicing, all of just the basic day to day, like you've got to be, you've got to have those in your schedule. You've got to be working and practicing and honing your craft. And Can you've I got to something and say something about you, Cody. 
it's not that you have to be the best of the best, but one of the reasons why I got into business with Cody, um, and Cody doesn't have like a ton of experience, so, yeah. so to speak, but he was committed to being the best of the best. It's like commit commitment to, to mastering, even self-mastery, like just how you carry yourself, how you manage your schedule, how you, are you punctual? Do you show up to appointments on time? Or like today, 10 minutes early, like, are you that kind of person? Yeah. Yep. Like that, that matters. And that's a better, that's a better so way. To, a that's a better way to put it. Being the best of the best is what drew me to a guy like Cody, even though he might not have the experience. And, and I guess I'm saying that because for new agents, they feel like they have to be the best of the best. They have to know everything already. No, you don't. But if you're committed, yep. people feel that. Well, yeah. And, and, and if you're going to, just like Clay said, when, when you went toe to toe with my dad, you lost. And right? I learned from it. And, and you learn from it. Failure. And I wouldn't yeah, even call and it a failure. Like, I wouldn't either because you're supposed to lose to him. Yeah, yeah, the fact. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, and so it, it has nothing to do with that you win every single time. Clay shared with us a time when he lost. I shared a time with you when I lost, right? I technically lost your business, right? Like that, like that is just part of what this industry does to you and that's what makes it so damn difficult at times right fail quickly yes and but get better and and then don't don't be in the same spot six months from now because i'm clearly not in the same spot and you're clearly not in the same spot of where we were years ago but there are still things that you can do that even when you lose business to clay because of his market knowledge that's okay but i promise you if you showed up 10 minutes late clay's market knowledge is not why you lost no if you showed up looking like a bum Clay's not market knowledge is not why you lost. Yep. That's what you're telling yourself it is, but that is not, that is not uh, like buyers have the right. Sellers absolutely have the right to expect more from what a lot of real estate agents do. Yep. Is that, is that fair enough to yeah, say? That's why I say our we, professionalism is so important in our industry. Cause we're, we were the stat you shared at the very beginning, which we're down there with car salesmen. I promise you that stat was what was told to me in 2007 when I got, and it hasn't changed according to my ethics class that I took for three (laughs) hours the other day. It it is what it, and it's hard. It's like, how do we change? It might not ever change, but I just hope that consumers, uh, when they, when they look up, they can decipher between those car salesmen, realtors and realtors that give a damn and and have your back. And I think the one thing too, when we talk about, go back a little bit about like Clay and Johnny per se, who you surround yourself with matters. It really, truly does. And so what, especially in that first year, exactly in that first year. So what drew me back to Clay and Johnny, because who you surround yourself with matters. And I knew where they have had come from. I also knew where they were going and I wanted to hitch my wagon to theirs. I wanted to figure out how they got there. What were they doing every day? What was built into their schedule? What all the different things? Why do they have such a great following and clientele basis? It does matter. Like as a team, like that's, that's what we pride ourselves on. I had, I had a, a conversation just this morning with a, one of our younger agents that went out to a listing appointment and came back and was, you know, I was like, I just don't know if I got it. They had a, they've got another agent coming tomorrow and it's like, well, great. We're going to get on the phone. We're going to follow up with them. And if they decide to go with that, that veteran agent over you, that's okay. But we're going to get on the phone with them and we're going to say, Hey, we're going to learn why. Yeah. Can you please tell me why I lost out? Cause I want to get better cause I'm committed to it. And in those first couple of years, that's what it's, that's what it's about. It's being committed. And what am I going to do every day? And why do so many agents get out and they don't renew it the two years? It's because it's, it's, it's that right there. There's when they figure you out think what that it, they weren't quite ready for that to be, to be as prevalent in the business as it is. Yeah. Because they, you finally figure out, man, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go to work. So for me coming from construction, like coming to this, it was very easy for me on the work ethic side to, to realize like, yeah, I manually did that for a decade. Like I know work ethic, but 
that wasn't per se the data and, and being able to be an expert in how you present yourself in a one-on-one meeting with a client. So that, role play this situation for me then. Are you ready? Because I think this is a very interesting benchmark. I'm, I'm an agent on your team and I bring you a picture of my Instagram account. Okay. And it's my friend that just bought a house with somebody else. What do you counsel in that moment? Because once again, if you are a buyer or a seller, you have the right to use who makes the situation or this, like I, everybody in the room agrees to that. I think that if you are a buyer or a seller, you need to use the person that is best for you. That doesn't mean it's your family member. That doesn't mean it's your friend. That doesn't like, that is something that has to be earned. And I hate, I hate, I hate when I hear agents frustrated with that. And it's like, no, this is on you. This is your fault. Right. So I want to hear what, what the red sign team it says about stuff like you don't that. Use us, you're dead to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> family? What family? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I th- I think for me when it I look at it, it is a sensitive subject, right? It, it is, it, and it, it hurts. I've had it happen. It sucks. And right? we all have, and we yeah. it, any agent that's in the business is going to continue to have it happen. You know, you're going to yeah, see. So that's first. Except that it happened it, to you. It had to happen at some point. It's like part of it. Yeah. Get better from it. Yeah. Exactly. How do you change that? So for me, obviously, it's going to happen. We know that's going to happen. Um, and you've got to learn really fast as an agent. You've got to be willing to have the tough conversations yeah. and get comfortable doing it. Um, and for me, it's reaching out. Uh, I mean, I'll share a personal ex- a personal story. I had a, I've got a brother. Uh, I've helped two other brothers in the last year buy homes. Uh, I've got another brother who ended up going out and meeting with a builder. Builder had told them one thing about you know, what the offer was going to look like in the crazy market. If you use an agent, it's just dang builders. So it wasn't wasn't us, right? No, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't. We're usually pretty good about those. I won't name names, but, uh, so unfortunately he went under contract, uh, didn't use me and ended up buying a house, you know? And so for me, like, is that a tough conversation to have with a brother? Because this is, this is what I do for a living, you know? And I would hope that friends and family would use me, but again, am I providing enough value? And do they feel like I'm, I'm, the person that's going to get it done. And so for me, it was, you know, in the future, do I want my brother to use me if he goes to sell that, that townhome of a thousand percent, you know, but am I, again, am I doing the necessary required activities on a daily basis as an agent so that I can have that conversation and say, hey, look, for me, it's, Hey, I really want to earn your business. Congrats. I'm super, super stoked. Saw you, saw you bought a house. I want to keep in contact with you. I want to let you know that I'm a committed agent and I'm going to do what it takes uh, we've got cool events. That's the one cool thing, really cool thing about Red Sign that I love. We have a massive events. You know, our Easter egg event, we've got over 20,000 Easter eggs. So have, have I, did I invite my brother and his wife to our Easter egg event? Of course I did. Um, and I want them to see the value that's in us as a team and me as an agent. And so for an agent, when that happens, that's for me, it's how do we get better? How do we, how do we move forward? And the well, next and the time that they have necess- a transaction, yeah. how, how are you the person that capitalizes on that? Yeah, and this is where I think the disconnect is because the value isn't in the Easter egg hunt. The value is in what the Easter egg hunt says about you guys as professionals in this business, and that is that you reinvest back into your business and reinvest back into your clients. Yep. Right. So from a business standpoint, what would you guys say that you do outside of the client appreciation events, those things? What does the actual transaction look like for for a buyer so that's going through that process with anybody on the red sign team, because I know, and I'm guessing, or I don't know for sure, uh, there's a certain level of consistency there that it doesn't matter which of the, the agents that you use, there's going to be that feeling. What does that feel like as a buyer or seller to kind of go through that process? Yeah, we just have really great people in every seat. So as a team, when we talk about our hub, we just have a really, really strong hub. We've got, um, I'll give a couple of shout outs. Kate Slater is our marketing gal. She is on point. 
Um, you know, so when you put your house up on the market, you yeah, as I say, let's talk about what the, what the advantage is to a buyer or a seller to have Caitlin on the marketing team. Yep. So because most real estate agents for the, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off again. No, you're good. Most real estate agents don't have a marketing team. No, no. So Caitlin is full time. We pay a marketing gal full time. She's in the office every day. So when we take a listing, one of the things that's different is she's dialed in on our social media marketing. We know that social media is prevalent. That's, you know, people are on the internet. They're yep. looking at things they are on their social media. That's why we're here in this podcast exactly. right now because it's, TikTok, social media, like that's where it's at. So we have tons of social media content for people to use. You know, we've got, hey, we're moving. Here's a link. Click on it. It drives people to our website. Then we have an inside sales department uh, that's going to, you better believe we as agents and our sales department is going to get on the phone. Hey, I just saw you look at 123 Main Street. What did you like about the house? Can we set up a time and get you through it? Like this is as the, a service to the seller. Exactly. Yep. We want to contact every single buyer that clicks on one of our sellers listings. So it's not just saying I threw it up on my Instagram feed. No, 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 no. We're going to physically get on the phone. We're going to contact them. We're going to work the lead. Uh, Cause again, this is a conversation lead generation business. And so if that's not the home, I want to take that, that lead and I want to go find them the home. Uh, but again, for our sellers, it's it's knowing that it's not just a let's throw up on the MLS. I'll take a picture, throw it out to my friends. Good luck. Red Sign Team's got a database of over 70,000 people, you know, so we are constantly email marketing. We're sending it out to our buyers list. Our agents uh, all the time know uh, beforehand what what homes are coming up as a team, you know, so I'm able to say, hey, I've got the scoop on a house that's going to hit the market next week. Um, and, and so as a team, we just are very dialed in. Our transaction coordinator, Trevor Ludlow, again, just is on top of things. You know, there's times at 930 at night, a client needs something and I'll send a message and, and Trevor's got it over to him. Which paperwork doesn't seem like a big deal until you realize what the last two years has become in real estate, which the contract, having everything lined up like it's supposed to, knowing dates, knowing deadlines was absolutely imperative. Maybe so more than at least in the couple of six, seven years that I've been in the business, that contract has been everything yep right just how many times it's been pushed and pulled and and tweaked and manipulated like making sure that all of that is in a row is incredibly important right now yep but why all this matters too is it really kind of boils up to the big mission right and i think a lot of good companies uh that one thing that makes them great is when they have a clear mission uh and that mission for red sign team really is it, helping our clients create legacy wealth through their real estate decisions, right? And legacy wealth is important because a lot of us didn't come from much wealth, and there's there's something really cool in the idea of creating wealth that outlives you, yeah, right? And so when I think about that, I've got that posted on my wall, and so there is an element of of when we're working with people thinking into the nitty gritty details, and you can spend all day talking about transaction coordinators, and marketers, and this, but the reason all of that does matter is because the ultimate goal really is trying to ask ourselves, how can somebody create the most wealth on their purchase and create the most wealth on their sale? And it's so quick to say, well, then that's just in the form of discounts, but anything in life, it no, it comes down to value and you create value in either truly creating value or discounting price. And that's why there's discounters out there. And that's why there's full service brokerages out there. And you've got to decide which business model makes sense for you as an agent. But then as customers that are listening to this, you've got to decide, okay, well, do I want the cheapest discount realtor out there? Or do I want a high level realtor? Because at the end of the day, they're, they're, there's not a good or a bad model. They're different, but at the end of the day, which one will net you? And generally speaking, they will all be within 3% of each other on price. If not small. Yeah. 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 Really like that's small. the biggest that it will ever be. But the spectrum's huge. Uh-huh. So you have the car that's, It's a 3%. It's 3%, which on a really big transaction honestly doesn't add up to a ton when you look at what that 3% can possibly cost you, right? Yep. That 3%, even there's no such thing as a standard commission, but generally speaking, 
it'll be within a, a one and a half to two percent well, swing. People say, man, that's so expensive. And yeah, for a mediocre agent that's not committed to the the end goal or not that's very expensive it is very expensive right and you and you get frustrated paying it i think but there's a reason why multi-million dollar companies when they when they do deals or buy other companies they hire professional negotiators they pay tons of money for these professional negotiators to make these deals and i like to think that yeah a good realtor is is very well worth their value because they can create that value through negotiation through marketing through pricing strategies through all the things that make agents great Okay. Well, you guys have absolutely crushed it. This has been the longest episode so far. Any, <laughs> I know. I'm any, so, I was like, no, this is this I is know. awesome. We've had a lot of fun. Like this, we might end up splitting it up and doing two episodes with it. I don't know, but it's been it's been a lot of fun. So we appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, I was gonna say, and uh, just like you've expressed as a team, Clay and Johnny, and myself, we're always willing to to help, no matter uh, consumer agent. I mean, reach out to us. We want to help people. These guys create a ton of value for buyers and sellers in the market. Yeah, we're open book. Sweet. Well, we appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thanks.